Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, What We Needed. Grace and mercy, God provide. 
Slavery still exists. President Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves of his day and proclaimed all men free. But there are still slaves. Let me lead you to the skid rows of our great cities. Allow me to point out the mistreated slaves over whom King Alcohol rules with a bottle for a scepter. With aching hearts, see their bloodshot eyes, unshaven faces, and look of despair. They are free men, but slaves to alcohol. Houses of ill fame are full of free men who are slaves to lust. Gambling dens resound with the voices of free men who were slaves to greed. Are you a slave? A slave is one who is not free. How free are you? Are you the master of your passions, desires, and appetites, or do they master you? Do you eat to live or live to eat? Do you make money just to live or so that you live just to make more money? Christ said, Whosoever committeth sin is a servant of sin. In the days of the Civil War, there was an old slave who had escaped from his cruel master. Fearing that he might be caught and taken back to such a cruel master, he lived in a lonely log cabin in the hills. He had no communications with the outside world from one month to another. One day, he was desperately in need of food. So he set off for the small village to get some hominy, syrup, corn, and other items which made up his meager menu. Lest some slave dealer see him, he cautiously slipped among the silent shadows and towering trees. As he neared the village, he was startled by a man's voice. But then he saw the speaker was Jeremiah Jones, the African-American preacher. Why are you creeping along like a frightened possum, the preacher asked. Don't you know dear old Abraham Lincoln set us free? No more slave days for us, added Jeremiah, as a smile pulled the corner of his mouth. When did all this happen, asked the old man. Why, we've been free for a year, answered preacher Jones. As a tear tickled down his cheek, the old man replied, Just think. Here I've been living like a slave for a whole year while all the time I've been free. If you were unsaved this morning, you're just like this old slave. You've been a slave to sin for years while all the time you could have been free. Why? Because the Lord Jesus Christ died for your sins on the cross. With his blood he provided freedom for you, freedom from evil habits, freedom from a guilty conscience, freedom from fear about the present and the future. And finally, freedom from eternal death. Slavery still exists, but you don't need to be a slave to sin and Satan any longer. Christ can set you free. Receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Listen now as John and Penny Harris sing for us this beautiful number entitled, Come Thou Fount. Oh, 
viewer list to join the morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We pray that as you listen to our broadcast this morning, that you are encouraged and that you and your family are getting ready to attend a good Bible teaching Sunday school and church. If you don't have a church of your own to attend, we invite all who are seeking a Bible-honoring, Bible-teaching church to join us for services. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Here we have many classes for the various age groups. We also have a supervised nursery for little ones for all of our services. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. Then at 6.45, we begin our closing service of day, our evening fellowship hour. It is important that Christians gather together to study God's Word. The Altoona Bible Church is pleased and excited to announce the Ball Brothers will be in concert here at the church on Saturday, December 14th at 6 p.m. Mark your calendars now to be sure to set aside this time for a holiday concert you will not want to miss. Listen now as Jeremy Hetrick plays for us in the trumpet this wonderful song, Let Us Break Bread Together.
Many years ago, a young man walked across the campus of Yale University on his way to the chemistry lab. His mind was full of questions. He was thinking about the Bible. To him, it seemed that the Bible was only a legend, but he had met those who insisted it was God's Word. Judging it scientifically, he thought there was nothing to it. He reached the lab, and there he read very carefully all the instructions for his chemical experiment and followed them in every detail. His experiment came out the way it was predicted, and he was happy over his success. That night, he sat in his room perplexed with the Bible in his hand. He thought, if it could be clear as that experiment in the lab, I would believe it. But then I haven't followed the instructions in this book as I did in the lab. I will give it a trial. I'll do everything it says. I'll follow all the instructions. So at that moment, he began to carefully carry out all the instructions in the Word of God as much as was humanly possible. Soon he discovered that he was lost in sin, condemned to death. Then for the first time he saw Christ on the cross as his substitute and realized that because God's Son had died and had risen again, he had full forgiveness. He received Christ as his Lord and Savior. Assurance of being a child of God gave him an inner peace that was indescribable. Prayer took on new meaning. He had desire to tell others about Christ. The Bible now thrilled him. Everything seemed different. No longer did he doubt what he read in Scripture at work. Some months later, Horace Bushnell went out from Yale, not as a lawyer he had planned to, but as one of the greatest preachers of all time. The secret of Horace's life was that he learned to give the Bible a chance in the lab of his life. The Bible is a life-changing book. It is also a life-giving book. Listen to the words of the song as Lucinda Richardson sings, Still. I believe that you are God alone But sometimes I still try to take control I get scared when I can't see the end And all you need from me is to let go Your parting waters Making a way for me Your moving mountains That I don't even see You've answered my prayer Before I All you need for me to be is still. I bring my praise before I bring my need. Cause there's no fear you've not already seen. I rest my heart on all your promises. I have seen 
Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors will be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for a Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is rightly dividing the word of truth, the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. 2 Samuel 23, verse 2. The Spirit of the Lord spake by me, and His word was in my tongue. There is no error in the word of God. All parts of the Bible are equally inspired. Verbal plenary inspiration. The word plenary means complete in all respects, unlimited or full. Plenary means inspiration is fully extending to all parts of the Bible, to all the words. There are no degrees of inspiration. The Bible is like no other book. Not just part of it is inspired. Not the thoughts, not the writers. The issue are the words. These words are God's words. God gave the words to the human authors, not violating their personality, their intelligence, their vocabulary, their individual style. They recorded it, thus becoming the very Word of God. Inspiration means God breathed, inerrant. The Bible has no errors. Inerrant means incapable of erring, infallible, containing no errors. Thus, the doctrine of inerrancy means the Bible teaches no error of any kind, whether doctrinal, ethical, historic, or scientific. The Word of God is the inerrant, the infallible, the preserved Word of God. Verbal plenary inspiration means that all parts of the Bible are equally inspired. There is no part of the Bible which is more inspired than any other part. The words of Moses are equally inspired to the words of the Apostle Peter. The words of the Apostle Peter are equally inspired to the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. The words of the Apostle Paul are equally inspired to the words of the Old Testament prophets. Because their words are the very God-breathed Word of God and not the Word of man. All thus refuting partial theory, Scripture... The words, not the thoughts, the words, not the concepts, not the writers, the words. It's God-breathed, demonstrating that the Bible is not like any other book ever written. Why is it so important to teach, to understand about the doctrine of inspiration and the doctrine of verbal plenary inspiration? Let me ask you a question. What about the so-called red-letter edition of the Bible? Where the words of the Lord Jesus Christ are in red are the words which are given by the Lord Jesus Christ more important than any other words in the Bible? Are they more inspired? Remember, the whole 
Bible is inspired. It's given by the inspiration of God. It's equally inspired, but it has to be rightly divided. The red letter edition and the need to rightly divide the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. And just think of some of the words of teaching the Lord Jesus Christ during his earthly ministry. The Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5 through chapter 7. The meek shall inherit the earth. And yet we understand as Christians, where is our hope? We have a heavenly hope. The Olivet Discourse is recorded in Matthew chapter 24 and 25. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 1 and 2, we read these words, And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said unto his disciples, You know that after two days is the feast of Passover, and the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. The Olivet Discourse was given by the Lord Jesus Christ just two days before his death on the cross. The discourse was in response to some questions from his disciples. They asked, When shall these things be? What shall be the sign of thy coming in the end of the age? In Matthew chapter 24, verses 4 to 32, the Lord Jesus Christ, in answering their questions, he systematically describes the coming tribulation period, the 70th week of Daniel. He is teaching them that they will be going through the unspeakable period of wrath. And you might be thinking about the doctrine of the pre-tribulation rapture of the church, the body of Christ. And why did the Lord speak of his coming in the context of Matthew 24 after the 70th week of Daniel, not before Matthew chapter 24, verses 27 to 29. The rapture of the church, the body of Christ, was a mystery, 1 Corinthians 15, 51. The Olivet Discourse is speaking of the second coming of Christ and not the rapture. The Lord Jesus Christ during his earthly ministry was dealing with the nation of Israel and not the church, the body of Christ. Romans chapter 15 verse 8. There is an absolute difference between the nation of Israel and their promises and the church, the body of Christ and their promises. What about the seven sayings on the cross by the Lord Jesus Christ? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Luke 23, 34. Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Luke 23, 43. Woman, behold thy son, and son, behold thy mother. John 19, 26 and 27. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Matthew chapter 26, verses 46 and 47. I thirst. John 19, 28. It is finished. John 19.30 Father, into thy hand I commend my spirit. Luke 23.46 Concerning the seven sayings from the cross, some will state that these are the last seven last sayings of Christ. But that's a misconception. He gave those seven sayings from the cross, but he clearly spoke after his resurrection. So they were not his last sayings or the last words that he ever spoke. Acts chapter 1 verse 3 says, To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. We're to continue this study on the words of the Lord Jesus Christ and the importance of rightly dividing the word of truth and rightly dividing the red letters in the Bible. Because we need to study this. And and think upon the words. This is what we're going to look at in the future. We're going to study the words from the risen and glorified Lord Jesus Christ as revealed to and through the Apostle Paul. 
If you have any questions about our study or any other questions or Bible verses you would like studied in light of the Word of God, rightly divided, please contact Pastor Stewart at the Altoona Bible Church, and the church's phone number is 942-2131, or you can email me at altoonabible at altoonabible.org. You see how beautiful the Word of God is? And the Word of God tells us, dealing with salvation, Romans 3.28, Therefore we conclude God's great conclusion through the Apostle Paul that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of law. If you've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ, will you trust Him right now, right where you're at? He came into this world, He died, He shed His blood for you, that you could have eternal life by simple faith and trust in Him. been listening to join the morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Jesus is